Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I am Rick Thomas. You're listening to Your Daily Drive. You can find me in my cyber home. If you would like to chat with me, I would love to chat with you. Go to our forums and state your question there. Type it out on our community forum, which is free to anyone in the world. If you're listening to this podcast, you have access to the Internet. Go on the Internet. Go to our website, rickthomas.net. Get on our community forums, and it won't cost you a dime, and you can ask questions. You know, we've been doing that today. We've been helping people globally who have been coming to us with serious questions caught in sin, relational difficulties, situational problems, big-time struggles. The people who come to us are just like us in that way. We are fallen people, fallen bodies, fallen problems, and we need help. And that's what this ministry does. If you are a supporting member of our ministry, then you can go to our private forums and do the same thing. We are there We are waiting for you. It would be our joy to be able to serve you. In this podcast, I want to talk about gossip. Gossip is something that every one of us have done. Gossip is something that has happened to us. Now, this will not be an exhaustive treatment of gossip because that is not possible. It is a big subject with many contours. There are many layers, and your situation will be different from mine, and so I just want to cover one aspect of gossip, basically how you respond to it. My friend Susan read this article, and this is what she said. She said, thank you for this, Rick. I have been so hurt by this, talking about gossip. Obviously, I'm not dead, and I needed this truth greatly. I'll be in the repentance corner, Susan said. This was such an encouraging note that she gave to me. Now, she's not struggling with morbid introspection where she is self-condemning herself all the time. No, she's just receiving it humbly and responding biblically to what she needs to respond because she's been hurt by gossip. And she wants to get to that place where Christ was. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. He committed himself to him who judges justly, as Peter taught us in 1 Peter chapter 2, and that's where I want to be as well. I told Susan that people hate on me every day. I think that's a true statement because people are bought, some people are bothered by the things that I say. They do not like our resources. There are people that don't like what we, what I do or what I say. And they have no inhibition whatsoever about gossiping or slandering about me. I understand it. And I responded to Susan. I said, Susan, I understand, as folks hate on me every day. But I feel sad for them. And I told her, I said, don't beat yourself up. As you spend time in your corner, in your repentance corner. Make sure that gratitude is a part of your chats with the Lord. I like what Paul said, I told Susan. To those nasty Corinthians, here's what Paul said. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 4. And that's where I want to be with people who say un kind, uncharitable things about me. 
but I do know that when folks do gossip about me, as Susan says, I'm not dead yet, the sting hurts. And you have been hurt as well. And that's the angle that I want to take on this podcast. Again, I can't deal with it exhaustively. That is not possible. But if you want to do a deeper dive into this idea of gossip, I have three other articles here for you. One of them is episode 25 from our Life Over Coffee podcast. The title is episode 25, How to Talk Behind Someone's Back. Because here's, here's something that I hear occasionally from people who are not thinking it through. They think it's wrong to talk behind someone's back. Well, I got news for you. It is impossible to live in this world and not talk about someone outside of their presence. And so the truth is, is, it's not you talking about someone, but it's the motive of your heart when you do talk about someone. And in episode 25, I talk about how to talk behind someone's back. It's biblical, it's appropriate, and it is okay if your heart motive is right. Listen to that podcast. I also have When Confidentiality is Smuggled into Christianity. That is important for all disciples, disciplers, biblical counselors, pastors, leaders of any sort who is doing soul care. We have an overinflated idea and a wrong interpretation of confidentiality, and we need to understand it from a Christian worldview. This article and podcast that's attached to it walks through that. And then finally, there's a third article here if you want to do that deep dive. Should I keep my friend's sin secret? Now, all of these things are here. Go to this podcast, this article, and you can read those three plus this one. The title of this one is Gossip. When someone says bad things about you. Did you know that every year we reach hundreds of thousands of lives globally? This year we will reach over one million individuals with the practical gospel of Jesus Christ. We help these people by providing practical tools and ongoing training for effective living. Through the written resources, audio broadcasts, like our two podcasts, Your Daily Drive, Life Over Coffee, equipping videos and interactive forums. The Lord is impacting lives through this ministry. Will you partner with us to help continue this fantastic gospel adventure? You may donate or become a supporting member of our community by going to our website. For as little as $5 each month, you can provide practical tools for hurting souls You can help people. God will use you to reach lives around this globe. If you are a local church, will you support our missional endeavors around the world? Whatever you can give to help this ministry will change many lives by the grace of God. Thank you. There are many sides to gossip. Sometimes it's a sin. Other times, it's not gossip at all. How you think about and respond to what others say about you will make all the difference in the world. A pastor friend of mine told me many years ago, Rick, you'll always have gossip in the church. A fantastic statement, and his words were not discouraging to me. It was another reminder that Adam ever liveth. 
Sin is real in our world, and it's real in me, and it's real in you too. We understand this. But sin, in a vacuum, sin should be more sobering to the Christian than discouraging because of the hope we have in the gospel. If sin is more discouraging, then you have a problem with the hope found in the gospel. If we did not have hope because of Christ, we should experience more discouragement than sobriety. But our hope is in a risen Savior, a Redeemer who forgives us of our sins, declares us not guilty, and gives us his alien righteousness. But the gospel is more profound than that. Oh, it's great. He forgives me of my sins. He declares me not guilty. He gives me an alien righteousness, praise God. But it goes beyond that. You and I will be guiltless throughout eternity. If you are a believer, if you've been born a second time, you will be guiltless throughout eternity. This is how Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 1.8. Listen to it. God will sustain you to the end. Guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about it. We are not overcome by sin sobered by it, but ultimately not discouraged to where it leads to depression and despair because we have a gospel. Now, what I want to do in this podcast is I'm going to divide it in half, and the first section has three parts. In the second section, I'll talk about what is gossip. I'll talk about when someone gossips about you, and then I'll talk about when someone gossips to you. That's the second section. But the three parts of the first half, I want to talk about your first thoughts about gossip, your second thoughts, and then your third thoughts when gossip happens. Let's take the first thoughts first. The tendency for most of us when we think about gossip is to focus more on those who have said things about us than giving appropriate reflection about ourselves. Think about when somebody has gossiped about you recently or in your recent past. Where did your first thoughts go? Let let me put the question to you. When you first hear the word gossip, what do you think about first? We're talking about first thoughts. Do you think about yourself? Do you think about the Savior? Do you think about others? Now, take the time and and don't give me a Christian response because that's the temptation for us Christians who have been Christianized for a long time. When we're asked basic questions, we, we get it right. We need jerk. We give the Bible answer. But what I want you to do is to give your answer how you think. So my question is, when you hear the word gossip, or more practically, when someone gossips about you, what do you think about first? Do you think about yourself? Do you think about the Savior? Or do you think about others? Which is it? That's a fair question. And how you answer that question will reveal a lot about your heart motives. It will reveal a lot about you and how you tick. Our first thought should always be, without question, about the Savior, about Christ. 
when you hear about gossip, when someone gossips about you, you should think of Jesus first. He is the only one who can solve any sin problem. You know, when you have a physical problem, something happens to you, your arm breaks or whatever, the first thing is like, I got to get help. I got to get help. How can I get help? You want to think about the doctor. You want to talk, talk about the soul care a physician, which is why any sinfulness should motivate us to cast our gaze and our care upon him first. Specifically, we want to cast our gaze upon the cross. It is the cross of Christ that annihilates sin. And if you want to get rid of this sin, if you want to be redemptive in your approach to this sin, regardless of how it's happened, you got to think of Christ first. He has to be your first thoughts. Now, another reason we should think about Christ first is because sin bemerches his reputation. Gossip is not primarily about you. Or about me. Think about that. It's about him. It is God's name that's on the line, not ours. You remember Psalm 23, 3? He leads me in paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. Our primary objective in life is to make God's name great. When sin happens, the God-centered Christian experiences grief because of the trashing of our Heavenly Father's reputation. Now, I want you to give this some thought. When sin happens, now in this podcast, we're talking about gossip. When gossip happens, you want to train your mind to think about Jesus first for two reasons. One, he is the one that obliterates sin. He is the one that removes sin. And then number two, 1A, 1B, is his name that is trashed primarily, not yours is his name on the line. Those are first thoughts. Now, here's second thoughts. Now, your second thought should be about yourself. After you've given appropriate reflective time about Christ and after you have taken this thing to Christ and, and you're looking for him to be redemptive in this situation, you want to think about yourself, of course. The gospel-centered Christian will always be more aware of his sin than the sin of others. Where did you think I was going to go with that when I said, think about yourself? Oh, you should think about yourself if you're hurting. But I want, to, I want you to think about yourself in another way. If you do not think of yourself as worse than the other person, you need to stop and address your heart. Listen to these two verses, 1 Timothy 1, Matthew 7. Paul said, the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. I am number one. As the King James Bible says, I am the chief of sinners. Paul was acutely aware of his sin against God. And no matter what others had done to him, he was aware that he was the foremost sinner from his perspective. Jesus said this concept in another way in Matthew 7. Why do you see the speck? The Savior said, that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye. When gossip happens, it is easy to lose track of who the biggest sinner is in the room. Guard your heart, my friend. Though it may be hard to take, especially when somebody says something bad about you, but what you did to Christ is infinitely worse than what someone said about you. Before you address them, 
ask yourself a few reflective questions. I'm not saying their sin is your fault. Or I'm not saying that you should forget about it. I am not removing the gossip card from the table. I'm not marginalizing it. I'm not trivializing it. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. It does matter. But it's not the first thought. It's not the second thought. The first thought is about a redemptive Savior whose name has been trashed. The second thought is your own self-awareness of who the biggest sinner in the room is. Because if you don't approach the other person with the log in your eye, you will approach that person the wrong way. What I'm saying is that your second call to action cannot be about the gossiping person. Here are a few questions that you can ask yourself. I would encourage you to go to this article titled, Gossip, When Someone Says Bad Things About You, and that you read these questions. Just They might not apply to you. Perhaps they do. Question number one, why are they talking about you sinfully? Number two, Did you do something wrong? Number three, are you approachable to the point, or I'm sorry, are you unapproachable to the point that they are tempted to gossip about you? Now, I live in a professional counseling world. People come to me from all over the world asking questions. And almost always, they are asking questions about other people that aren't in Our office, they're not here with the person that is talking to me. This happens maybe, maybe fair to say daily, certainly five to six times a week, people are asking me questions about other people who are not present. And here's one of the ways that that happens in an abusive marriage. A wife will come to me. And she will have questions about her abusive husband because she can't talk to her husband. Now, is she gossiping? Well, it depends. It depends on the motive of her heart. And so if somebody's talking about you, and I've had this with with, uh, uh, congregants as well, because they can't talk to their pastor. It doesn't work because the pastor has issues that that makes him unapproachable, and these are sheep that are looking for help. And so you want to ask yourself, if you are about just getting rid of the gossip, if you are about making it not happen through any circumstance, then you're starting in the wrong place. Your first, thought, your first thoughts are about God. Your, first thought, your second thoughts are about you. And that's why I ask the question, are you unapproachable to the point to where people Don't want to talk to you. Number four, have you addressed any culpability on your part? Now, when I ask this question, I follow up with this. How do you know that you have? Now, when I talk about abusive relationships, uh, whether it's in the local church, which I've interacted a lot with, but more so within marriages, and, and statistically speaking, it's more women who are being abused than men, But also men as well, because I'll get an email from a a man who will say, why do you always talk about women being abused? What about the men? Well, I know husbands, husbands, there's some husbands with mean wives, and I've talked with them too. So I want to get you in there as well. 
And so in abusive situations, now what I don't want you to hear about this is that I'm not saying that uh, I'm not sending you back to that relationship to talk to them because that would be dangerous and it would be evil on my part to push you back. If a lady came to me who is in an abusive marriage and I said, well, you can't talk to me. You need to go back to that person and, and she's petrified or even put in a dangerous uh, position to go back to an abusive person. That would be so wrong on my part, and I, I won't do that. And so as far as your second thoughts are concerned, why are they talking about you? Did you do something wrong? Are you unapproachable to the point that they are tempted to gossip? Have you addressed any culpability on your part? Now, do not, again, upload what I'm not saying here. I'm not minimizing gossip. I'm not saying it's not important. It is. I'm just taking these thoughts in order. First thoughts about Christ. Second thoughts about you. Third thoughts. Your third, your third thought should be on the person with the gossip speck in their eye. Because gossip is a sin. And gossip does hurt. You want to love the gossiping person well. And you will love them well if you will approach it the way that I'm outlining here. And please understand that gossip is a behavioral sin that comes from the heart. That's why you want to be careful about, I just want to shut it down. Well, no, if you just shut it down, you won't shut it down because you haven't addressed what's going on in the heart. You must ask yourself why the person is saying these things. There is nearly always, I just, I don't like to be absolute (laughs) in a lot of things that I say, but I could almost say always there's more going on than someone than just someone talking about another individual. And so is your primary goal to shut down the gossip? If it is, you won't shut it down. You will not shut it down if that is your goal. Because there is the gossip's the sin and then there's the sin under the sin. Are you more about how it hurts you or do you want to understand the motive that is underneath the gossiping tongue? Do you believe that a person should never talk about you behind your back? No, I hope not. Because if that's your perspective, then you're in an impossible conundrum here. Because that will never happen. And so first thought about Christ, second thought about you, third thought about the individual. Now, the second half of the podcast, what is gossip? Gossip is saying hurtful or unkind things about a person to another person. The receiver of the gossip may not know the person who is being talked about by the gossiper. And the recipient of the gossip is not part of the problem or the solution. The sin of gossip is more about the motive of the gossiper's heart than anything else. And it is important that you understand this. Gossiping is also a form of anger. Now, in James 3, 8 and 9, he said this, No human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, our tongues, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God, in the similitude of God. Let me paraphrase what James is saying or give you an illustration of it. Let's pretend you have children, and somebody is saying unkind things about one of your children. This idea is what James is getting at in his tongue chapter. What he's getting at is gossip is a twofer. 
the person is sinning against your child. They're gossiping about your child, but they're also sinning against you. Your name is on the line because he is your son. When someone is gossiping against one of God's children, the gossiper is not only trashing God's child, but he's trashing God's name too. It's a horrible sin. And I would go even farther and I would say this. If you're gossiping about anybody, regardless if it's a child, uh, regardless if it's God's child or not, because what James says in this text is people are made in the likeness of God. He's not talking about saved people versus lost people. He's talking about all people. And when we are angry and sinful toward people who are made in the likeness of God, we're sinning against God too. Now, when someone gossips about you, before you get bent out of shape about what they said, ask yourself if there's any truth in their gossip, as harsh as their gossip may be. Maybe there are some areas where you need to change, and I've covered this already. I don't think that there has ever been a time when someone has gossiped about me where there was not something that I needed to address in my life. There was some kind of truth embedded somewhere in those harsh words. And so don't dismiss the person out of hand because their motive and their methods were sinful. Ask God to help you see his merciful correction through their uncharitable communication. Recently, Lucia and I were walking through a graveyard in Mexico. I enjoy visiting cemeteries, reading the markers, computing how long the people lived, and, and wondering how they lived. I love people. It was so intriguing that I did a Facebook Live to share what I was seeing in that graveyard. As for the deceased in the cemetery, it did not matter to them what I said. They were unmoved, pun intended, literally by my words. And this is what Paul said in Colossians 3, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ. I'm talking about when someone gossips about you. If you over-struggle with gossip, I have some bad news for you. You ain't dead yet. There remain vestiges of self-righteousness in your soul that tempts you to fire back or straighten someone out for their gossip. See, gossip is not about you primarily. The name that matters the most is the name of our Savior. And, and by the way, whose approval are you seeking? The person who gossiped about you? Or God's approval. If you're a Christian, the gospel informs you that God approves you wholeheartedly. Because you accepted the works of Jesus instead of your own efforts as it pertains to your salvation, you are received by God entirely. The only opinion that truly matters is God's opinion of you, and His perspective states that you are ultimately and wonderfully accepted. Don't get bent out of shape when people gossip about you. Now, what about when someone gossips to you? Here are three things that I would share with you. One, separate from them. You may need to separate from them. You may, you may need to cut off the gossiper by no longer relating to them. Now, you want to discern if this person is a serial gossiper or an episodic gossiper. You have gossiped episodically, but you're not a serial gossiper gossiper. I hope you aren't. A fool is a serial gossiper, and you may not be able to help them. You may need to cut ties. I'm not saying you should with every person that gossips, but that's a wisdom issue. When someone gossips to you, you may need to separate from them. Number two, you want to appeal to them. 
maybe you should appeal to them to go back to the person that they are talking about, who they're talking about with you. Now, again, don't do this if the relationship is abusive. Don't appeal to them to go back into an abusive relationship, whether it's a pastor or a marriage relationship or an employer, whatever it may be, that would be harmful and wrong on your part. There's other actions to take when abuse is involved, but appeal to them to reconcile, to fix this problem. Number three, do not defend yourself. If someone is sharing gossip, that they heard about you, there may be a temptation to defend yourself by, by talking about the person who gossiped. Don't do that. A friend of mine taught me to respond this way. When someone comes to me with that juicy tidbit of gossip that someone said about me, it would be so easy for me to want to slander that person and put them down. This is what my friend said. Would you like for me to say some bad things about them so you'll feel better about me? Don't defend yourself. When someone trashes your name, you're tempted to bring your perspective to the story, which inevitably puts the gossiper in a bad light. What does that accomplish? They share some garbage about you, and now you want to share some trash about them. That is biblical immaturity. Now, there are many other truths that we can apply to gossip scenarios. I have not given you an exhaustive treatment on this idea of gossip. You can read this article, Gossip. When someone says bad things about you. And also, you can chat with us on our forums. Please come. Please ask. It would be our joy to talk with you. Thank you so much for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.